Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions has begun. Red Heat and Rage Radio is just rage. Uh, right now as we're in the middle of a blizzard uh, in New York City. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, is lost in cyberspace. Uh, Should be joining us uh, momentarily. uh, It is uh, Thursday. As I stated, I'm looking out at a a vicious snowstorm uh, right now. So I guess uh, to to Mike uh, Cardano's Mike Cardano's uh, joy now that it's snowing. We all know my policy, right? I don't really talk hockey until it snows. So uh, now that it's snowing, I don't know. The pipelines are open. We'll open up the phone lines. What's your hockey questions? <laughs> so now, now that it's snowing, it's like, hey, man, it's, it's, it's hockey weather. Uh, our boy Yang, diehard, lifelong New York Ranger fan uh, as well. Uh, we, we said we're going to get out to uh, get out to a game. Uh, whale capper, whale capper's on the radar uh, today. I'm assuming that the uh, the weather is not um, the same where whale capper is uh, right now. As whale capper's kicking in at Long Beach, he's smart, and he's actually an East Coaster. But um, you know, he's he's on the West Coast right now. This is the time right now. It's like days like this when you look out your window, and you're like, you know what, what 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 are we doing on the East Coast as? You know, the West, the West Coast, say what you will about the time zone difference, say what you will about the heat, but at least there's visibility. Like, I, I literally can't see, you know, I can see basically about 100 feet outside my window. Normally, I can see, like, the Hudson and the city completely clearly. Uh, right now, I, I can barely see the Hudson a little bit, and uh, traffic is pretty much uh, at a standstill uh, right now, but... It doesn't affect any of the games we're betting on here this evening. Although I will tell you, we're, we're getting to the time of the year right now uh, where, you know, maybe it, maybe it will be this weekend, actually. Like, a good example is, like, Notre Dame is playing uh, Syracuse in New York. Like, if this game was going on right now and the game was at 2.30, that game's at 2.30 on Saturday. If this game's going on right now, then, you know, they're playing in the middle of a freaking blizzard. So you got to believe that across America, especially collegiately, because uh, there's just more cities, right? There's just there's there's more there's more opportunities for bad weather across the board than there is in a National Football League. Something to keep our eye on this weekend. We're gonna have a weather update uh, tomorrow on uh, on the morning after, since uh, this is the first um, first weekend. I'm just firing off a message to our boys here. 
since uh, this is our first uh, first weekend of weather really could uh, have an impact. So uh, whale cappers on the radar. If you can, uh, Yang, is it Ricky Sanders or Drew Dinkmeyer today? Drew Dinkmeyer. So uh, Drew Dinkmeyer is going to be joining us. And uh, Dink, uh, Dink's, Dink's one of the best, if not the best, fantasy uh, player, DFS player in America. He's, like, really that good. I'm sure there's a couple of other dudes that lay low and stuff. Uh, but uh, Drew Dinkmeyer will help us sort out this game. And you know what? The uh, Seattle Seahawks, we brought this up earlier in the day. So I guess the Seattle Seahawks lead the National Football League in rushing. And, you know, you always hear about how rushing and uh, and defense, you know, that that's how you win football games. And, you know, you look at Seattle, their defense is pretty good, and they're leading the league in rushing, but they have a losing record. And, you know, you, 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 you want to be able to run the ball, and you want to have a good defense, but in reality, in today's day and age, really, you need to be able to outscore the other team. And if you look, we'll do this today. We'll, we'll look at the, the scoring averages of teams in the NFL correlated with their records. And I've said this a million times, and this, this has been a trend that's been going on for a couple of years now, in which defense wins championships, it's true, in the championship game. The, the team with the better defense generally wins the championship game. Like the National Football League, the Super Bowl, what is it, Super Bowl 53 this year? So it's been 52 Super Bowls. 52 Super Bowls, the team with the better defense has won like 44 or 45 of them. We'll get you the exact number. Um, college football, national championship game. You know, the pop gun offenses and the teams with this, oh, you know, we can put a lot of points up on the board. In championship games, you know, the, the better defensive team will normally usually prevail, but... These defensive teams that make it to the championship game have a combination. They also have very good offenses. The Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, he's got a good offense as well. What's going on, Cam? Hey, Gabe. Yeah, no, I just uh, went on the computer. It just wouldn't turn on. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure it out right now, but I think I might be able to figure it out by the break. I just saw I turned to a screen and just was a bunch of code. Like, it looked like I was robbing a bank or something. So I try to install some stuff so you can see me when I do FaceTime and stuff like that. But I think I... Screwed up something. It's probably not a good idea that you try to install anything. Yeah, well, I just tried it. I know, I know. You, you bring up good points. Like it wouldn't let me log on, but I think I'm trying to get the screen. But I think I know what I'm doing now. By 4:20, I think we'll give it a shot because uh, I I don't have any icons at the bottom of my screen to click the microphone, but I can figure it out. <laughs> well, you're, you're you're with us right now. How you you're, doing, you're... buddy? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing all right. We're in the middle of a snowstorm here. Oh yeah, me too. I, I was going to tell you, like it's uh, it's really coming down now. They're expecting like uh, four or five inches tonight. It's going to be pretty crazy stuff. I know uh, a lot of people want to get together, go to the bar for this Packers Seahawks game tonight. I don't think you're going to be going anywhere. It looks uh, like it's going to be a bad one. Um, yeah, you know what? Well, we'll keep our eye on the the weather this weekend. As I was just saying off the the opening of the show, that. Um, I was just saying off the opening of the show that this this could be the first weekend that weather sort of has an impact on football games. Good point. You could probably say last weekend did a bit too. I was at the Michigan and Rutgers game, and it wasn't debilitating yet. It it was pretty windy, and it was pretty cold. And you know, Michigan really didn't throw the football all that much. I don't know. Maybe if they had to, they could have type thing. But it was cold and damp and. You could visibly see, 
you know, when you watch on TV, you sort of see the players jumping around and you figure, oh, they're not really feeling it. It's all good. But when you're actually at the game and you see the players standing on the sideline, like the, oh, guys, on Michigan, the guys on Michigan were cold. Like you could see them, like, you know, you could see them standing there shivering and they weren't all partying, the Michigan players. <laughs> There were a lot of dudes also, that were really cold. They were also playing Rutgers, Gabe. They were also playing Rutgers. They were like, let's get the hell out of here. They just want to win and get get on the bus, get, get the hell out of there. They just want to win and get out. No, you're exactly right, too. Plus, you're right. If you're playing against, like, Notre Dame or Alabama or something, yeah, you'd be like, it. the juice. The juices would be flowing, the adrenaline, and you'd be into it. When you're winning, you know, 42-7 against Rutgers and you're Piscataway on a dark, dreary day, it's like, oh God, let's get out of here. They listen, they handle their business, but no, it's really, 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 really snowing here right now. Um, to uh new to their credit, uh drivers seem to be handling a camp. It's not like people are sliding off the road or anything like that. Yeah, they're New Yorkers, buddy. They're tough. And New New York, New Jersey, it's like like you can kinda of have the same weather that we're situated with, right? it's like I remember when I went to visit my buddy, he lived down in Georgia, and they had a little bit of snow. People were driving it up over curbs, smashing into people. They didn't know what to do. Like, trucks were, like, run, running into cars. Like, they just freak out. They don't understand the concept of, like, slippery surfaces or, like, throw a little ice down, right? Like, there were accidents all over the place. He was in northern Georgia, a place called Dalton, just basically uh, 20 minutes outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee, right on the Tennessee-Georgia border there. And I, I've never seen so many accidents, Marenzi. They had snow there, and the people flipped out. They had to call. I think they called in like the armed guard, the national guard, because it was like a panic situation. Well, of course, uh, Toronto was known for once calling the army in for a snowstorm, right? Well, Mel Labin, yeah, crazy, crazy mayor. <laughs> <laughs> crazy Mel. His brother owns a furniture store now. Too. Yeah, they, they're still lingering around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking. Nice. I was actually. Uh, I was talking actually with a friend of Yanks. Uh, she's from Buffalo. Nice. And yeah, and people were complaining yesterday, oh, it's cold in New York and it's going to snow. And uh, she basically said, yeah, it's nothing. She said, this is nothing compared to Buffalo. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm from Montreal where, you know, basically old ladies walk their dog in their in their bathrobes in, in snowstorms. Uh, <laughs> smoking a dart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's true. They're smoking a dart. They get the paper and stuff and rollers. <laughs> Yeah. Montreal people are tougher though, Marenzi. You know that. Like they have like they have storms in Montreal, you know, like cars are buried in the snow. You could lose your car if you forget what street it's on. Like it's yeah, it's like an igloo. I remember that guy, I'm like, oh my god, the guy's car's buried. Like that's how my and the snow plows, they're so sick and tired of dealing with people on the side. There's like screw you. So they just plow, hey, if you don't move your car, buddy, good luck finding it. Montrealers they, they, don't screw around. They they warn you. They they warn you that um you know, they, they warn you that if you leave your car on the wrong side of the road, that they're not responsible if a, a snowplow smashes your car up. <laughs> and trust me, these unionized city drivers, when they know they have permission to run people's cars over, you know they're going to take, uh, you know, real, they're going to be real happy to do it. <laughs> exactly. Payback. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Like, hey, hey, buddy, sorry you shouldn't have left your car there. They're going to be careful. Though. They, they hit a, they've hit people before. Like, uh, they're, they're nut jobs. Yeah, yeah. The snowplow guys in Montreal are nut jobs. Like, they go, like, 60 miles an hour on sidewalks and stuff. And they basically have this mandate that, hey, we told you we're coming. You know what I mean? Like, they, they're, they're, their attitude is like, hey, do you want us to clean the, slow or not, the snow or not? But I got to tell you, man, 
tonight would not be a night, man, like to uh, to go to the sports book over at FanDuel. It would take me, like, I can't, it would, it would take like an hour and a half. It's a good thing we didn't lose everything online. And, you know, you brought it up earlier on the morning show, and great job. Uh, people really enjoyed your hit on the morning okay. show this morning, Ken. Um, it wasn't that bad. And you know what? I made it worse, and I knew it when I put that last Portland play in. It really would have just been down one unit, but I turned it into a bigger night because I chased yeah. at the end. Finest desperation. I do it. I do it too all the time. And actually, you know what you did at the end? You rock and rolled in your college game. Like you hit Indiana, Indiana Marquette over. Like all the college stuff was great. You'd be actually even. The only thing you did wrong was the desperation NBA. play on Portland, and you went to double on uh, Buffalo too. Buffalo if you went. If you went seventy-five instead See? of one fifty on Buffalo, like Learn. that's the thing. Miami was the play, right? So it's about you, right? Learned the lesson. It was a reminder. I usually, and you see, I usually am pretty systematic in which I'll bet the same amount on, on pretty much every bet for the most part in a night. And I always tell people to do that because if you win more than you lose, you'll end up winning money if you do that. Like, you know, it's, it's frustrating. We're like, oh, I pick winners, but I'm not winning money. Well, that's because you're putting too much money on the wrong games, obviously. Um, so, but, <laughs> you know, of course, I really had to like the Buffalo Bulls last night, and uh, we see how that turned out. Yeah, no, they, they were up 7 nothing, <laughs> And after that, I was just 7-7, 14-7, 21-28. I'm like, oh, these guys are getting murdered. Like, that's the thing, Gabe. I hate to, get, to give the Ohio Bobcats credit, too, and, and Buffalo. They're in the MAC. Sure, they're having a good year and all, but one thing about Ohio, they're battle-tested. They go to bowls every year. Like, I know they might get – you know what I mean? Like, if they're just one of those teams, like, you can never count them out. They're kind of like the kings of the shit, you know? It's a shitty conference. We've been there for a while. It's like – they, they laugh at the Kent States and the Buffaloes of the world, right? Like, even though they're not a great team, they're a hell of a lot better than them. You know what it is, too? We saw this with Northern Illinois last night losing. Is that uh, we're at the time of the year now, Cam, where these teams know where they're going for the Bulls. Exactly. Like ESPN and, you know, the broadcasters will sell it. Oh, they're playing for a better bowl and they're playing for this and that. Okay, bowl season is literally in three and a half weeks. Like bowl, 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 bowl season, is like it starts like December seventeenth or something like that. Yeah, mid December, mid December. I know yeah. that's why I was kind of looking they, at that early they, game. I'm with now, Cap, they already know who's playing where for the most part. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. Like Buffalo could be eleven and one. They're not playing in the Cotton Bowl. They can't sell any tickets, so they ain't going to some. You know what I mean? Like these teams are locked in in certain bowl games. Yeah, go Daddy. Yeah, it's basically like, it's the same thing with Michigan. Like, at this time of the year, this is the deal right now. It's like, and don't think for a second that there's not, all right, if they beat Ohio State, they're going to the playoffs. And if there's a secondary plan, all right, Michigan loses, they're 10-2, and what bowl game are we going to? They'll know. And trust me, like someone like the Capital One Bowl is trying to line Michigan up. Hey, hey, you know what I mean? It's warning you guys. Because basically, you know, it's all – it used to be sort of more random, and a bowl season used to be funner. This is my big beef with the bowl season, actually, is that I don't have a problem with all the bowl games. You know, whatever, man. You watch these kids, even a six-win team. Everyone's excited. The problem with the bowl games, Cam, is that all the conferences cut deals because they didn't want to be stressed out at this time of the year. Where are we going? Correct. What bowl game are we going to be in? And all the bowl games are all owned by ESPN. Like, I don't know. There's tech. I don't know. I think there's they added a few more. I think there's 38 bowl games now. So out of the 38 bowl games, 
literally like 36, 37 of them, Cam, are owned by ESPN. Like, I'm not just saying ESPN broadcast them. I'm talking they own them. Like, they're, right. they're, they're, yeah. they're made up bowls. You know what I mean? There is no, you know, the bowl committee is who ESPN says it is. Like, ESPN owns the bowl. You know, like, a good, good example is when you and I, when we were on Hardcore, and we wanted to sponsor the bowl game. We couldn't because it was a conflict with ESPN. ESPN owned That's the game. Right. So ESPN was like, listen, you guys can be your little honorary whatever, and you can broadcast it, but you can't you can't advertise on it because it's our game. We don't, you know what I mean? So, like, you ESPN go owns the all the Liberty Bowl, Bowl guys, but you can't touch the name of the Bowl. That's about it. Yeah, yeah you can't. Exactly. Because, well, well, we tried to make it the Hardcore Sports Radio International Bowl. And yeah, ESPN was like, they were cool about it, but they said, listen, we own the game, and obviously we can't do this. Right? You could be a sponsor, but you can't. You can't own the bowl name. So yeah, where I'm going with this is so ESPN has a deal with all the networks. So basically it's it's boring. It's like, well, Big Ten second versus SEC second. Yeah, Big Ten exactly. third it's versus SEC third. Big Ten four versus ACC three. Yep. Um, Mountain West, hey, you play the Sun Belt. And it's boring. You end up with the same damn matchups. Michigan plays South Carolina every two years. Oh, Iowa and LSU again in the Capital One Bowl. It's Yeah, it's a nice matchup, but it's boring. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game Time Decision Ready Heat Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Talking about uh, talking about the sports books right here in New Jersey. New Jersey sports betting handle by month. June. When it was legalized in uh, mid-June. $16.4 million in uh, wagers Ooh, in the month that, of June. That's sweet. July, as they started to get uh, more operational, $40.6 million. <laughs> that's strong. August, preseason football arrives, um, $95 million. Now we're talking. September, first first month of NFL football would legalize gambling in the state of uh, of New Jersey, college football, NFL football, $184 million taken in. October, $260 million, Cam. That's sweet. In New York? You don't I, have I gotta there, tell, money on the I got to tell you, I got to tell you, this is pretty good growth in a business. 16, one month, you give me 16 mil, 40 mil, 95 mil, 184 mil. <laughs> Sounds like they need to hire mil. more. <laughs> exactly. We're and, expanding. And, and now in, in, in November, I'm sure it'll, it'll be around this, probably 260, 300 because of all the football. 
And yep. then don't forget, you have the Super Bowl around the corner. It'd be, you know, but I, I tell people, listen, think about this. So Nevada brought in $584 million last month. And that was their biggest handle ever. That was their biggest handle ever. Now, New Jersey brings in $260 million. That's nearly $1 billion, Cam, legally wagered on sports in two states, man. Yeah. And that's you what I'm look saying. At the power, look at the you, power of sports betting. Like you, you uh, said nearly it, a billion dollars in two states only. Two states. And if you're not on board, you're just stupid. Like, you got a problem in your state. Like, say, you know, we, you need new boy. Like and Skinner. Canada. Books, books for the for kids. Canada to take this. Get, get exactly. This too. Hey, when Gary Bettman's cutting you up, Canadians bet. Yeah, it's like, Canadians on, bet more than Americans do. Yes. Yeah, no, no, I know everybody. Like, Canadians everybody are pro-gambling. Exactly. Like, there's, like, different, like, in different countries in the world, like, the stigma of gambling or what have you. Like, you know, like, basically, you know, like, in the United States, you'll see, you know, Bookmaking ring broken up, arrested. Um, you know, local bodega running bookshop in the back, arrested, raided, etc. The stuff doesn't really happen in Canada. Like for a bookie or a sports book in Canada to to get raided and shut down, you you basically need to kill someone with a golf club, literally and figuratively, or or, or yeah. throw the or throw the biggest party in one of the biggest cities in the country with flyers and yeah. invite everybody there. Yeah. Hey, 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 to- hey, Tony, the cop. I heard Jay, you're doing well on the survival yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember that. I went to that party. It's like busted, busted, yeah. busted, and busted, hire busted. and hire every every hooker in the city. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah basically, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. invite every uh, invite every criminal <laughs> in the city yeah. to one hotel <laughs> on exactly. Super Bowl Sunday, yeah. and it acts. Surprise! It's like, geez, uh, it looks like there's cops surveilling the place. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> the, hook, the hookers got 50-50 tickets. Like, I don't no, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like Canadians. I remember reading a thing about how Canadians, Canadians, like, uh, like basically, like 60 percent of Canadians have gambled in the past year. In between a casino, a lottery ticket, um, you know, like basically, like there's not a stigma. Like they still argue in the states. Well, I don't, you can't legalize. It's bad, and all oh, the ethics and blah blah blah. Like. Dude, in Canada, the government's been taking parlays on sports for the last 25 years, if not longer. And they don't want to like, give I, it I, up. Dude, <laughs> they don't want to like, give I it remember, up. I remember playing the mise au jeu, which is like pro-line, and that's face-off in French, is in Montreal. I remember being like one of the first people to play. Like literally, I was like one of the first people, like, well, you know, like day two type thing, whatever. Like I knew about it day one. I was like, what? You guys are doing what now? And Dude, it was so small time, Cam. You had to go to Lotto Quebec headquarters. Like, they didn't have no all the sheets. Stores. St- no, yeah. they weren't in the stores and everything like that. You had to go to the headquarters, and they did. You know, they, they printed you up a sheet at the headquarters. When you won, you had to go there. And, you know, I lived in the neighborhood, so I used to go. I used to go to the corporate building every day. I'd get the sheet and stuff. And I'm telling you, dude, like, that was... That was like in the late '80s type thing, man. Like they, they've been doing this a long time, and so there's there's no there's no like ethic moral type of stigma. You know, there's not a negative stigma with gambling in Canada. And, you know, in some countries there is. You know what I mean? Like there's some states, dude, that it doesn't matter. They'll never legalize sports betting. But you know, you'd be surprised. Mississippi, Mississippi did. West Virginia did. You know, I don't I don't I don't imagine North Carolina legalizing sports betting anytime soon, but you never know, but yeah, it is amazing, man. We're talking about a lot of money, dude. 
like uh, like any business, you know, and it's crazy because you and I have seen a lot of, you know, a lot of the fads and trends come and go over the years, especially in this industry from, um, you know, from years ago, man, you can't, uh, you can't be real. You have to wear a suit on TV and, yep. you know, you, you have to look a certain way and you have to speak a certain way yep. to be on radio or TV. And it was like that about 20 years ago. We were sort of at the forefront of, nah, man, I don't wear a suit. You know what I mean? That's, you know, we were lucky, you know, with Richard Garner and, and some of the people that we work with, the visionaries, yep. that said, that's, that's lame. People in sports bars aren't wearing suits. Guys that are betting on sports at home are wearing hoodies right now. They're wearing sweatshirts. They're not. And you're just really alienating yourself from, from your audience, really. And now you see, you know, basically a few stations still are stuck in the past with, you know, appearance and you can't say that. And, you know, so we, we've seen that. I remember when it was a big deal, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't do uh, point spreads on TV. It was like a big yep. deal in the old days. Oh, Al Michaels referenced a point spread. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. It's <laughs> I like, can't believe it. Al Michaels said what the point spread was. It's like, man, nowadays, like ESPN and everyone, it's, they all give picks. Musburger used pick to do segments. it, too, all the time. Now he's at yeah. decent, right? It's like, come yeah, on, now, the guy, now Musburger's running, so we've seen <laughs> that go. Uh, eSports. Remember esports? Everyone, oh, esports! We're gonna make money on esports. Everyone, the media jumps in on esports. All these media companies, esports. That fad's already done. Um, now you get to gambling, but I'll tell yeah, you wait. what, Cam. And this is something you and I, we've been it's, in this. It's, yeah, it's not a fad. We've been it, in this business a long time. <laughs> it's not a fad, and none of these other industries produce money like this. Esports is big. Where, you know, executives look and go, oh, my God, look, you know, eight, 18 million people watch the esports. Yeah, around the world and in Europe where they're into it and where they know how to do it and they know how to market it. And, you know, it's 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 a niche. You know what I mean? Like esports isn't like money's falling from the sky like snow is right now. It was it's a niche. And if you know what you're doing, you know what I mean? It's sort of like porn. You know, you can start a porn company, but it doesn't mean you're going to sell more porns than Vivid will, right? <laughs> like, if you don't know what you're yeah, doing, well, no, if you're not Vivid, in the marketplace. Uh, they got their trademark yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're, not in the, if you're not in the marketplace, yeah, you won't see a lot of free Vivid stuff online. Those guys no, like, no, 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 exactly. Like, <laughs> like, even, on, even on my package, like, at home, I got all the, the sports and stuff like that. You get to that area. It's funny. You can tell the difference between the fly-by-nighters yeah. and them. Like every right, vivid, vivid's movie, like pay us. Vivid yeah, is like not, pay us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you wanna you wanna watch this porn parody, it's eight ninety nine or up. Like it's that. We'll give you a triple feature for twenty four ninety nine. And then the new ones come in there. They're like, hey, five five for seven ninety nine, right? It's like what are, what are you dealing with here? Like people are you know, people missing teeth. Like vivid and all these. Yeah, yeah, people, well, they, vivid, they, they, yeah, yeah, Vivid's yeah, actually hot, paying yeah, yeah, they're paying the actresses like, real money, right? That's yes, the they thing. are. Yes, like Vivid's giving them like here's a two million dollar contract for the next two years. Five star, yeah, they're real. Yeah, they're, they're, that's their profession. They're professionals, unlike you know, <laughs> at the top of their game. Hate to say it, no, and you know, I know we're talking about no, this, but, but you, see, that, yeah. you could even see the difference in quality from the the, the camera work yeah. and stuff. Like it's but just gambling, like, you know. Yep. But gambling, on the other hand, dude, like it's this business. It has no. There's no ceiling, really. Like, you're talking about a billion dollars. Put that in context. Like, there's not a lot of industries, Cam, in the world 
to produce a billion dollars in revenue in two states like this. Yeah, or yeah, they top economy. out. They top no, out. No, but right? like I don't know what, like Texas and oil. You know what I'm saying? Like what? What commodity just made a billion dollars this month? Now they didn't make a billion profit; they generated it. But we're talking massive money. That's just in two states, you know, and not even the biggest states. I mean, New Jersey technically is New York, but it's not. I mean, it's in it's in the New York, New Jersey area, and obviously there's New Yorkers betting here in New Jersey, but it's still a pain in the ass to get to the stadium, right? Like it's still in the middle of nowhere. Like it's not like there's a sports book across the street from Madison Square Garden right now. Like imagine if there was. Like the the um, the amount of revenue that states and and Canada provinces are leaving on the table is is mind numbing and downright criminal, actually. Like downright criminal. You know, like if I was a New York voter, I would seriously yep. be asking the government as to why the state across the uh, the bridge and through the tunnel that supposedly is ha ha Jersey sucks is big bringing in two hundred fifty million dollars a uh, a month in sports revenue, and you know, the state of New York is nothing. in court arguing about DFS right now whether DFS <laughs> is gambling or not. It's funny, it's and criminal. that's what we. No, we talked about it's this negligent. It, it, it's, it's it negligent. actually is. It is. It is negligent, and I'm I'm sick and tired of it too, Gabe. Like I have this discussion with people, and you know what I mean. You talk about booze, and you talk about all the other stuff, and you know what I mean. Like it, it's amazing to me that people could have a bad attitude about it. I could do whatever the hell I want with my money. Do you invest in portfolios at the bank? Do you have a mutual fund account? Do you pay that broker to do what he's doing? You know what? I look at it. how are, how are your returns doing? Like, are you kidding me? That's one of those situations. It's it's so stupid, man. Like, it's like what? So white collar, but but guys guys who own businesses, they can put put money in this and this and this. What isn't it gambling? Is buying gold gambling? Minerals, stocks, hogs, wheat, whatever the hell it is. Yes, it is. And that's the thing. I don't like the way that sports gambling is considered this, and all these other things are not considered gambling. Investing? Give me a break. All right, we got to get Will stick, bro. We, we, we got rambling on. This show's so good. We were enjoying ourselves talking. Uh, is he at, four, is he at uh, 440? No, you know what? I'm, I was confused between 420 and 440, and we're caught in between now at 433. Our boy Yang's yeah. on top of it. He's like, man, we got Whale Cap around. But I started rambling about all the revenue and oh, uh, good got, uh, got caught <laughs> up in it. All right, let's get Big Cat on right now. We'll take the Big Cat call. After that, we'll go to a break, and we'll get we'll get Whale Cap on. All right, uh, Yang? So... Good stuff. Thanks, thanks, buddy. All right. So, Gabe, what's Cam, up, Big how are you Cat? guys doing? Gabe, Cam, how oh, are you guys? Pleasure. Hey, what's buddy. I just up, wanted man? to go over wanted to go over a couple things today and get your opinion on them. The first one being uh, heading into Week 11, starting off with the Green Bay Seattle game tonight. Is this kind of the week where we're going to uh, decide who the pretenders are and the team that are going to be moving on to the playoffs? Oh yeah, this is a yeah big Olympics. time. This is a, whoever loses uh, this game screwed. They're they're in big the, trouble. The winner, Winners. the winner, the winner's not automatically in, but they've got a real puncher's chance. Green Bay's, you know, Green Bay's in a better spot than Seattle is because Green Bay can actually catch the Chicago Bears. Like, would anybody be shocked if the Bears started to slump suddenly? Right? Like, are the Bears going to run the table here? They're only two games back of the Chicago Bears. And or at one and a half technically actually with that and tie. and Gabe they beat them the first week remember the Aaron Rodgers exactly. comeback yeah and they're only they they literally they tied the Vikings and you know they're literally one game behind the Packers the Packers only one game behind the Vikings so even though the Packers have had a frustrating year their schedule gets uh, you know the schedule's tough still down the stretch so they they're really gonna have to find ways to win games but then you get Seattle. 
who sort of deserve better, uh, better Big Cat. You, you Seattle, you know, they got five losses on the year. They had to play the Rams twice already. They lost. They covered both those games against the Rams. They were tough losses. They had to play the Chargers, albeit one of them, you know, was in Seattle, but the Chargers are real good. They nearly, they, that was a heartbreaking loss. So they've been in games. They opened up two games on the road. They lost by a field goal at Denver. If you actually add up all of Seattle's losses, they haven't been blown out uh, all uh, this tight. year. Yeah, but like they've blown out people. Seven points. Seven they've points blown out the Bears line. in week two. And they blew out yeah, the like Lions on the road. Like, yeah, I agree. It's, gonna be it's a tough, a tough game. game. I'm leading, I was leading Seattle, Big Cat, to win the game. But it's, it could, really could go either way. And we haven't played a teaser in a little while. Uh, we, you know, once in a while with these primetime football games, we will. And I'll tell you, Cam, I'm starting to think, you know, the Green Bay Packers plus 10 on a teaser looks pretty damn good, no, doesn't it? It does. It does. It does. Because I, I think if Seattle wins, what we talked about on the morning show, probably win between 3 and 6, 3 and 7, right? So I think you'll be safe teasing Green Bay to a double digit, especially the line's gone up to 3. You get 10. Say they lose by 10, it's a push, but I don't anticipate them losing by 10. It's going to be a tight game, man. Like, this is this is going to be a straight-up battle. Maybe last team with possession wins the type of game. It's going to be tough. The total's gone up a little bit, Marenzi, but I'm with you. I think if you, te- I, I think if you tease Green Bay, it's it's a safer bet than teasing Seattle because it'll it'll find a way in the middle. As, uh, as far it as really picks is. go tonight, as far as picks go tonight yeah. the only one I'm looking at is the Houston-Golden State game. I think it's, it's a situation where both teams will – Hit the bucket over and over again. They're just due for a big time over. What do you guys think? I already Ugh. bet on Houston. I bet on Houston while the line was down. I think Golden State's going to go through a little bit more of a, a problem right now. They're not playing good basketball. Houston lost to them in Game 7. This is a great opportunity for the Rockets to punch them while Golden State's down before they get healthy. Give me the Rockets, Marenzi. Yeah, I got to agree with Cam. Good call and uh, break that. Uh, you look at this game. and uh, You know, part of you says, you know what, Golden State's mad. Golden State's had a weird week. They're going to show up tonight and sort of let everyone know, hey, don't don't think you can, you know, don't don't think we're done or anything like that. Yet, you know, they're just there. It's Golden State. This this happens to them. It happened to them last year when everybody's injured. Sleepwalk. It's just not a good week for them. Houston is starting to turn the corner right now, waiting at home for them. And as Cam mentioned, this is like triple quadruple revenge, man. Like the Warriors have like constantly beaten the Rockets over the years in big spots. I could see the Rockets just wanting to give it back a little bit like Michigan did to Nova last night um, in, in this. And as far as the total is concerned, I last night when I saw the opening number, 220, I said, you know what? This will probably go under. You know, Golden State's not scoring as much right now. They were Curry out. And, um, and Houston, quite frankly, are suddenly playing defense. And Houston have exactly. gone under quite a bit recently. Be careful with the total. I think it'll be really one, close to around the number tonight. One quick question before I go, you guys. I'm always intrigued to hear uh, your worst personal bad beat stories in all the years that you've been batting. Mine was going back a few years ago on a Denver-OKC game, needing six points to go over the total with just over four minutes to go, and I only got five. That was my worst one. What is yours? And I'll let you go and have a good day. Well, yeah, we don't, we don't have uh, Too many, too many. Sorry, yeah, like, Big Cad. We're going to have to do a couple uh, weekly show. We could actually go all week with bad beats and, and stuff and being scared and owing money. And, uh, yeah, anyway, I got too many to call. But I didn't like one time. I owed a guy with money, and he had nunchucks and stuff like that. I didn't like dealing with him. He was pretty tough. Man, I lost last week. I lost, like, six games yeah. on consecutive yeah. days by half a point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> last, it's, last, it's almost last Tuesday it's night. A, Daily. Yeah, last Tuesday night I had two college football games to the over. Both of them I lost by a single point. 
Both of them. If you gamble every day, right? you'll have bad beats all yeah. the time. Just a part of life. That's what I was saying. When people cried about the Todd Gurley thing, I'm like, shut up, man. Yeah, like, every exactly. night I lose every a game night. because some <laughs> kid doesn't take a shot at the buzzer or... Exactly. But yeah, I will share. I'll show you. Know, I'm not in a mood to talk bad beats because it's just it's me depressing. neither. But I got to be honest. I love a big cat, point. but I got enough problems. Let's stay positive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will down the road, though. We'll have a bad beat Thank day you. someday. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. The snowstorm's getting worse here in New York right now. Yep. Same here. Visibility zero. I was saying that uh, the drivers were handling it pretty well. They were. They were. (laughs) They are no longer handling it pretty well. I got the Hoboken Bridge right outside my window, and I don't know what happened, but I can tell you that there's now people walking in the middle of it. (laughs) Like, there's people getting out of their cars. No, there's people like getting out of their cars type of deal. Like, they've, they've shut it down going one way. There's, like, cops going in the opposite direction, etc. Like, oh, yeah, it's 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 a circus. And it's on. I have, I have, I have like, panoramic views. And so as far as put it, and I can't see because the visibility is pretty bad, but as far as I can see, it's backed up. It's, like, basically right now, like, if you're on the road right now, the words I'm looking for are, uh, you're screwed. Let's bring Whale Capper in. Where Whale Capper, there's traffic, but it's not a blizzard at times. There's traffic at times, <laughs> but it's not, not, a, not, not a blizzard. Whale Capper, who participated last night, I saw, um, in the, the SBR um, U-Wager poker tournament uh, last night. So how, how did you end up making out in the poker tournament, Whale Capper? Oh, what is up, fellas? I, uh, I finished in the money. I was the... Uh... I was the top finishing SBR personality. Uh, nice. I got nice. knocked Congratulations. out. Congratulations. Well, you You're are good at everything, Whale Capper. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Very again, impressive. Got Very impressive. He went to Duke. He is a Duke grad, so I'm not surprised you out. You out hustled everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it was super fun. It was cool that they put that on and they're giving away free money and uh, and they had, yeah, you know yeah. I got knocked out on a killer ant too. Uh, it was, I was, the, the cards were hot for me all night and, uh, um, you know, it, it's okay though. I, I was happy to, uh, happy to participate and it's super nice that those guys are giving away free money for, uh, hey, you know, for yeah. playing, playing what, poker on the Gable, Gable, tell you, whale capper, I don't play poker because like just the, like it's, it's, I'd have to wear a balaclava. Marenzi will tell you, like, if I got something good, I'll sweat. If I got something good, my face, my face changes hues, like, from red to purple, like, wine. Like, I can't play poker. Like, I used to play poker, and guys would just take my – I'm like, I'm not donating to this cause anymore. It's just I'll stick to blackjack. I don't have to wear a ballot. Oh. Lab, but, you know, you know what's a game. great point? I was playing at a disadvantage. I didn't even realize it. I was on the live stream, so people could see my reaction to cards, and I couldn't see anyone else's reaction because they were how all good on you the are. internet. So, you know, <laughs> the fact impressive. that I was able to make it into the top thirty, I feel like I, I feel like maybe I should yeah. uh, be a little more proud of that. 
Yes. You, you were handi- yes. Yeah, yeah, you were handicapped uh, <laughs> with that people seeing you. You're right. And I'm sure a couple of people are like, oh, look, he's smiling. And, yeah, Cam, Cam did that poke fish. If I played, I'd go all Unabomber, too. Like, I'd be one of those yeah. those guys, the annoying guys at the table. Like, I'd have the hoodie on with the glasses and over oh, no. 90 yards. Cause, yeah, because yeah, it's just – but the thing is, and, you know, it's funny, too, because – and we'll get to the football here. I'm not the biggest poker guy. And, obviously, online poker where people can't see each other is different. But I've spoken to Phil Hellmuth before about this. I've spoken to the top poker players. That's what's the Ferndary, what's his name? Um, Esteban Ferndary. I've spoken to these guys about this, and they really are sort of like psychiatrists. Like mm-hmm. I, Phil Hellmuth told me that he does. He like he's taken body language courses and stuff. Like they, one thousand percent. Oh, Negreanu, Negreanu was is a master at it. Like Negreanu was telling me that he can he can tell if someone scratches their nose what it means basically. Like they mm-hmm. break it down so much, like sort of like Belichick. Because there's so much money at stake, so they're playing against each other. So they'll know, all right, man, when Jennifer's got this, man, she's going to scratch her nose, man. She's going to get excited. She has a towel. She has a tail. Like, everyone has a little thing. So, but then, you know, you're like, all right, you go Johnny Neutral on this. You wear the hood. You wear glasses and whatever. You just so, and that's good. But I'm almost thinking it's the real master, master of deception, right? It's letting other oh, yeah. people. Good point. In a deceptive way, where you they think they know what you're thinking, but you're really you're you're setting them up for a trap, whale capper. Set up the trap, yeah. No, I mean it's. Uh, I think you're nailing it. You get to the highest levels of poker, and like you figured out the math behind it. You know the probabilities of your hand versus any other hand that could be out there. Uh, and so at that point, it's not a matter of yeah. like knowing the game. It's literally being able to read your opponent, knowing who's bluffing, and and being able to pull off a bluff. And uh, yeah, in person, boy, that, it's a, it's a rush, and it's and, you know, God, you mu- you must need to train basically to keep your pulse down and to, you know, keep you know keep yourself uh, you know on track to get away with that sort of thing when there's millions sure, of dollars good at stake. It's crazy, man. Yeah, you know what's funny too? Helma told me that um, the biggest thing for him now is actually his health. Mm. That basically stated that, yeah, he said the number one thing that he's realized is that um, don't play hungry, don't play tired, that, you know, used to, oh, I'm tough. I'm going to go 18 hours in a row. I could, I could outlast you. Like, he, he was saying about how he'll, he'll leave chips on the table. You know what I mean? He'll go play on, and he'll go to the room and sleep for an hour or two. And he said, I'd rather do that than lose everything. You know, like, he basically he was talking about how he never worked out. He was never really, you know, into eat healthy or whatever. But he said that his mind was getting weaker. As he goes, mm. man, I just get mentally tired at the tables. Like, so, because I realized I'm not sleeping enough. And then I spoke to a dietitian, and because now I eat fruit. And he goes, now, you know, boom, he won like two bracelets after that again. It sort of gave him a shot in the arm, healthy living. <laughs> like, sort of That's like a whole new. Totally, kind of, yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of funny, that. right? Like these poker players said, I never really slept. And he goes, quite frankly, I was kind of mentally slow, you know, in these yeah. tournaments. And oh, he, it's so taxing. I was doing things I wouldn't do. Yeah. You're thinking all the time. And it's very, very hard on you. Like, it's, 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 it, it, people don't think that. But mental, mentally, sometimes it's a lot of, uh, you know, whale capper, mental versus physical. Well, sometimes yeah, even gambling on football, guys. Yep. Gambling on football. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're mentally fatigued, you're not going to cap properly. You know, we talk about it all the time. You know how many bad, like, how many times I've gotten wasted on a Saturday night, woken up Sunday and put the plays in. 
Yep. I've yeah. lost more yeah. than I've won on those Sundays. Me I've too. lost yeah, no. more than I've won. You know what I mean? Where and then yeah. after yeah. on Monday, yeah. I'm like, man, why did I do that teaser? I didn't even think about that all week. I don't know because your mind wasn't the same. I've talked about this a lot, and you like this study, Will Capper. The U.S. military, the Army, um, had war games, and they, it was basically sleep-deprived soldiers that hadn't slept in in 24 hours versus drunk soldiers. They did this for real. So they literally had a war game with, like, <laughs> sleep-deprived people versus drunk people. Great idea. The drunk, the drunk people won. Yes. Oh, man. The drunk people won. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Like, yeah, like the, the drunk guys plowed their way through it. I'm sure, like, they... There was probably they shot some innocent people along the way. Probably, yeah. They're you know a little I mean? sloppier, but, like, sure, but they, sure. they got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, but like, the, yeah, but the drunk people got the job done. All right, all right, let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah, but the sleep deprived. Yeah, they made mistakes, yeah. and the U.S. military, like they, they realized, you know what, man, it's pretty important. There's a reason why sleep deprivation is a form of torture. It just is, yeah. right? Yeah, I can tell you for sure in my life, the losingest weeks uh, I've had have been when I've been on vacation. Like, the correlation is almost perfect. Like, yep. But I'm not putting yep. in the time. If I'm just kind of mailing in a card uh, or if I think I can handicap on the fly while I'm, like, relaxing and, you know, doing too much drinking, like, I, I am almost certainly going down. Uh, and uh, without a doubt, like, Thanksgiving week a couple of years ago, I was in Hawaii and uh, losing this week of my life, and I totally had to – kind of changed my approach to how I handle vacations and sports betting after that. And it's, it's been helpful, but uh, you got to identify right. your own. We can, your Our own boy, Ian Cameron. Me, it's, it's vacation for sure. <laughs> Babano, you know, Babano, nice guy. And, you know, Babano, you know, he, he travels a bit, but it's a big deal when he goes on these trips and, you know, he's very excited. I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to Costa Rica or whatever. He's going to these places, but he was telling me, he's like, I never win when I go on these trips. And yeah, you know, yeah. it's, you're taking out of your routine. You're taking yeah, out of your routine. Exactly. You're not putting the exactly. work in. And it's not that easy, as you stated. Even I do it. No, I'll be okay. I'll cap on the plane. It's like, no. And then I get no, to the casino the and I just do different things. I'm like, no, now that I'm at the yep. window, I bet something I didn't cap. Like, it's your decision process just gets different. You know, I talk, we talked about it last night, uh, Will Capper. I didn't do that bad. We bet too many games. But basically, I was down a unit. I could have just accepted being down a unit on the night last night. But, sure. no, I couldn't, accept, I couldn't accept that. Right? So, right right when the game started, I had to get it in. No, 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 no. I, I'm not going to go down a unit. I'm going to break even tonight. So, instead, I lost two units, Will Capper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the tale of all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, no, please you. take that's my money. Please take my money. Like, I even knew deep down inside. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'll probably lose yeah. this play, but let, let's put it in just because I'm a degenerate. But let's get into tonight's game. Really as tough as they come tonight, isn't it? I mean, talking about, yes. like, can you honestly yes. pick a side and say, oh, yeah, I'm putting $1,000 on this game no. tonight. I can't do that. I don't no. know who's going to win. No, no, it's so hard. And I'm surprised that there's a little bit of a sharpish consensus forming on Seattle, to be honest. Uh, it seems like I, you know a lot of people who I follow and talk to are all kind of, oh, yeah, no, Seattle definitely. And it, it, it does feel like it's a little bit of a lazy handicap for a lot of these folks. They're saying, citing the same couple yeah, trends. I like, like lazy you know, handicap, the, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, there's the home team, the home team has won like seven straight, going back to like 20, 2008. 
the uh, home teams on Thursday night football are covering at a pretty impressive clip. And so people are kind of putting two and two together. Oh, well, Seattle's going to cover. And I don't know if it's that easy whatsoever here. This is a really, really high leverage game for these teams. You know, one of these teams is putting themselves far outside of the playoff chase, and they both have expectations of going to the playoffs. So this is going to be a a chess match type of game, as far as I can tell you. I think on a short week, when you have two teams that are going to have difficulty implementing opponent-specific wrinkles into their game plan, you're going to see, you know, sometimes during this game where the offenses struggle. I think they hung this total way too high on the opener at 49. I sold down to 48 and a half. I'm on the under 48 and a half. I think that's a decent look in this game. It's not one of my highest confidence plays of the week. Um, But, you know, just the fact that we know Seattle likes to run more than they ought to, um, we know that, uh, you know, Green Bay has the emergence of this running game with Aaron Jones. They're probably going to lean on him a fair amount. Uh, I don't think you're going to see huge plays in the running game, which means, you know, lots of three and four yard runs. Clock's going to, you know, tick, tick, tick. You're going to see the game's going to feel short through the first three quarters, probably. And I'm prepared Ooh, at that yeah. point to get some kind of live over because with Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers both capable of producing some magic through the air with their backs against the wall, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a shootout in the fourth quarter. Um, but uh, for me, the 49 that they hung this at the open on the total was too high, and the, the sharp look here is the under. And um, so, how about you know, the best prop, luck to um, best luck to these that's teams? Good cap- <laughs> that's good capping. That's good capping, Whale Capper. How about, how about really the thought prop that one out, Whale Capper? First half uh, more. Yeah, no, more points scored first half, second half, yeah. more points in the yeah. second half. Probably. Second half, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think the, I mean the the um, I don't know if it's a huge if there's a huge edge there on second half, just because you could see something crazy happen where it's one team really plays out of their socks tonight. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I yeah. don't know which team that would be, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> they, they, there's so many questions in the passing game. For both You're right. Of these both these teams, teams well, uh, Capper. You're tough, right. Yeah. Both these teams could go either way. You know yeah, I mean? like, yeah, for sure. The winning team walks off this field flexing their muscle, going, on, you know, we're back. As you stated, yeah, yet the losing exactly. team is like, man, McCarthy might get fired. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like yeah. one of these. Yeah. There's, it's all or nothing tonight. Like, there's a lot at stake. There's more at stake really for Green is. Bay. It's weird. There's Green Bay, I think, is more in this. I brought it up earlier. They're literally one game behind the uh, the Vikings, and they're a game and a half back of the Bears. Right? Like, they're yeah. right there. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. not like, you know, they, 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 no one's running away. Seattle's more. Seattle already had five losses. Let's just be real. Sorry, Cam. And Cam knows. Seahawks, yeah, know. you're already at five. <laughs> You're not going to keep the losses down enough to not to get in here, right? To the playoffs, you're battling, but you got the Rams in your division, and it's just sort of Seahawks are good though; they still have a chance. But I'm just saying, yeah, like the loser is screwed. The winner, the winner is is alive still, and you get a desperate Aaron Rodgers and a desperate Green Bay team here in this spot getting points. It's hard to step up with confidence, and I would imagine. What's your take on teasers, Whale Capper? You know, you're a smart guy. You're you're a numbers guy, and you know, I, I, teasers feel like a sucker's bet in a sense because it's a two-team parlay at minus money. But they sound so yeah. damn good before the game starts. When I'm like, oh, how does Green Bay plus ten over forty-one and a half sound right now? It sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, I think 
if you can get, I guess to get it out to ten, you got to get a seven point teaser. So it's a little yeah, tricky. Sure. So it's minus one thirty. You're you're minus kicking your juice up. You're right. You're really asking to. You you have to have some pretty high confidence there because you're out. You know, you're laying some pretty serious juice. Uh, I would say, as far my my personal prefer, uh, you know feelings about teasers. And oh, by the way, if you've been playing teasers advantage teaser strategy this year, you have been cleaning up. If you are if you are teasing uh, plus one and a half out six points. Yep. Uh, you are destroying the books. If you're teasing minus seven and a half down six points, you are killing them. And I, there are like, you know, there are, you know, you need to hit a teaser leg. I don't know what the exact number is off the top of my head, but it has to hit like 70 something percent. And those plays this year are hitting at like 85 or, you know, or, or above. And if you can tease six points across seven and across three, either on the favorite or on the dog, uh, you are really going to be, uh, you know, putting your bookie at a disadvantage this season. Uh, and, um, you know, to, so I guess, you know, the, my summary would just be, uh, you know, look up Wong teaser strategy, uh, find a book where you can get Wong teasers for reasonable juice uh, and, uh, you know, use that to help build your bankroll over the course of the weeks and the rest of the NFL season. And by the way, yeah, this been... time of the season, like week 11 into week 16, this is when teasers are traditionally the most profitable because the lines are relatively sharp yep. on the side. Yep, exactly. And good call. I, I would, especially in the prime time clear, games, uh, Will Capper. Yeah, the prime time yeah. games, but, especially uh, yeah. as well. Yeah, the, I mean, you have a ton of money shaping this market. The closing lines are going to be real, real tight, uh, and so you just happen to see things coming in within six and six points or so more often as you get in later into the season, and we understand more about these teams. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess to the listeners, I would just recommend, you know, look up Wong teaser strategy, uh, Wong W O N G, um, and, uh, you know, stick to sides, try to get across key numbers, uh, and find books where you can get reasonable juice, uh, on your teaser so that you're not, uh, Wong. you're not given that little Wong. bit of yeah, he's back my de- to the, uh, he's my dentist, <laughs> the Dr. Wong. Yeah. He's, he, he, he likes to throw it down too. <laughs> There's a famous <laughs> there's a Wong. famous book from like 2009 written by a guy named Stanford Wong. I don't know if it's a real person or if that was a pseudonym, but yeah, uh, yeah. it's uh, it's super super well well known uh, reference really? for handicapping. And uh, I think I'm gonna go got read it. Well, I don't yeah. I don't know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good. Something right. new again, Gabe. Will Capper, hang, hang in here, Will Capper. We're gonna take a really quick break. We'll blast through some of these other games. Will Capper, don't forget earlier in the year, guys. These primetime games, you could have teased the over-under, yep. the favorite, or the It'll underdog, and won all four of the correct. teasers for the most part. <laughs> the iron all cross. Right, quick, quick. <laughs> the old yeah, iron cross. <laughs> hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope. And type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Back to live action, fellas. Game time decisions, ready for Rage Radio. 
in the midst of uh, the blizzard 2018. It's getting real. And I'm looking out, so we're looking on the Hoboken uh, Ribbage right now, Hoboken, the uh, birthplace of Frank Sinatra, the chairman of the board. I guess I saw something, Cam, and Whale Capper. Um, I don't know if there was a statue or a monument or something like that. I was so drunk, I basically, I know that, I know that I acknowledge Frank Sinatra's, like, birthplace or something. Like, I think I was outside of his house or something like that. Like, like no, literally. Like, Hoboken's not that big. Like, I was walking no, down the just... street, and I'm all wasted. I was like, all right, look, Frank Sinatra, born on this, you know what I mean? And there's, like, a plaque. I think it's like, there's, he's, like, looking at you type thing. So, yeah, yeah it's pretty, pretty cool. We're in Frank Great Sinatra's food. hood. Great food. Um, yeah, Hoboken. yeah, there is. There I was is. there before, Although man. I, I was like, wow, man. I wouldn't know. Pass is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, my buddy used yeah, to know. There's, there. there's, I've been to a few of the places, but I haven't really. I'm on the air all the time. I got to get one of those apps. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm seeing my condo. People are always getting stuff delivered. Yeah. But what they did is now they're letting people go the one way on the other side. So I guess this the bridge is open, but I guess essentially they can't have people going both ways on it in the snow because it's going to cause accidents. So they got a bunch of cops. They're letting people go one way, and now there's people going other ways. And people don't have snow tires on, so it's just it's leading to, to real chaos. We brought this up, Whale Capper. How much college football uh, wagering do you do? You 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 like to bet the college a bit too, right? Oh, so you know what the uh, the dirty secret is? I'm a college football mush, man. <laughs> I, I, anything, oh, are you? Are you really? Don't give me don't don't give me a hot tip. Even if I go, if I run and bet a hot tip, and give me on college football. I'll blow it for you. Just, just so, keep it away from me. <laughs> So you're, 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 no, you're in, a fan. You're a college football fan, but you're like, oh, God, yeah, I lose yeah, what I yeah. – Because no, the numbers – in... there's not as much certainty, right? Like you're sort of a numbers <laughs> analytics type. You know, you measure earthquakes. You know, like these yeah, – they're yeah. kids. So, you're, you're betting on no, kids. Yeah, it's no. such a roller coaster. Yeah, in seriousness, in seriousness, uh, the turnover year over year on the rosters is too much, and the, and the number of teams is too much for me to keep up with analytically. So I, it doesn't, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. play into my style. You know, and so I so for that reason, I steer clear of it on top of the fact that, uh, um, you know, it's it's good to spend Saturdays with friends and family and not be in a terrible mood, you know. And so I was like, (laughs) keep Saturday, keep Saturday clear. Uh, be a be a be a nice person to be around. No stress. No uh, uh, no checking scores. No, so. no like, I got that, no, those are the happen, no 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 friends, no family. No, uh, like, no yeah, friends, yeah. nothing. Yep, yeah. it's, it's football all <laughs> the time, buddy. Yeah, nobody <laughs> calls uh, it Too busy. The, re- the reason well, I yeah the reason I brought it up though, Will Capper, is only because because of the weather. Like I said, so weather really hasn't been a factor yet in the NFL this year. Sure. And no, it hasn't I was really, talking right. about no. I was talking about how um, in college it's a little different just because there's more locations, right? I mean, the NFL, there's major cities. They build the stadiums and their domes or they're protected from this and that. It's, there's not this crazy stuff. College football, there's, you know, 62 games. They're playing in, you know, the middle of the sticks on the side of a mountain in Wyoming or whatever. Eventually, weather's going to be a factor, but it'll be something to keep our eye on this week in, in the NFL just, just coming into the weekend. A like, good example is like the Giants and the Bucks are playing here this week on Sunday. Yep. Like, if yeah. They're playing right now. Good one. We we have a blizzard game. We have a snow game. Right. Like what about uh, the windy, Ravens? Windy too. Probably be probably be uh, some winter in Baltimore, Washington, a couple other spots there too. I hate to yeah, be sound time. like such a square cliche guy, but maybe teams that can run the ball a little bit are going to be more successful this week. If if we no, have these conditions. Point. 
Yeah, I wanted to bring this up to you, Will Capper. It's amazing. So the Seattle Seahawks, they lead the, the NFL in rushing. Yards and rushing attempts. And I remember a couple yeah. of years ago, Rex Ryan, the coach of the Buffalo Bills, they led the league in rushing and rushing attempts. Yet we're seeing there's not a correlation between leading and rushing and winning football games in today's day and age, is there? It was like, yeah, good for you, Seattle. You lead the league in rushing. You know, you're four and five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, we're yeah. in the NFL, isn't it? Where, like, the old, oh, it you got to run the ball, you got to do this. It's like, nah, shut up. you got to score more points than the other team in today's day and age. It's true. And Seattle is ground zero for this example being kind of fleshed out a little bit because, number one, they're leading the rushing they're leading in rushing predominantly because they're getting a bump from Russell Wilson. Like you, I don't know if you watched Seahawks Rams last week, but he was getting ten yeah, yards, ninety-two yards like yeah. on the ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, you know and, what the prop is I mean, tonight, Will Capper? Twenty-six not throwing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, put that bad in Cam. He couldn't. Yeah, no, and it's I put all this on on uh, Brian Schottenheimer, who's calling plays for Seattle. Like he's got it in his mind. Like if we meet some magical target in terms of rushing attempts, and we'll win this game, and that's ludicrous he's completely confusing like causation and correlation i hate to go like super nerdy here but like if you like look at you know historical results in the nfl and you're like well when a team is you know running the ball 30 plus times they are winning the game you know 75 percent of the time and it's like okay well that's they're not winning the game because they're rushing like they're rushing at the end of the game to keep the ball away from the other team so they can't come back (laughs) like that's kind of uh, and so if you can well capper i saw an Aaron bates I saw an Aaron Bates stat the other day, Boston Celtics. It said the Celtics are 22-2 and two when Aaron Baines plays more than 18 minutes. They are they're 14 and 13 when he plays less. And I thought, I was like, well, dumbass, because he plays in blowouts. He's playing in the fourth quarter of a blowout. That's why they're 24-2 and he plays more. Yeah, well, Capper, you're right. Like Numbers sometimes, they're not what they, they, they seem, right? Yes, absolutely right. You got to be careful not to confuse correlation with causation. And you're not winning games because you're running. You're winning games because you're effective in the passing game. And then you're running effectively at the end of these games so that you can keep your opponent from having opportunities to come back. And so if you're constructing a roster in today's NFL, like you don't necessarily want the super high profile bell cow, pay the guy a bunch of money guy. Uh, you kind of want a you know a more diverse set of guys who can you know who you can throw the ball to who can get you know there's there's sometimes where running is super important like if you're a third and one if you're at the goal line you absolutely have to have like the right scheme to dial up and get that yard those are super high leverage plays and you need to be able to rush to get those because if you are passing you are automatically hurting yourself because of the likelihood of an incomplete pass. Right. And so there's you, you, you have to have a guy like, uh, you know, and the, you can go back and just look at the Patriots and explain all of this stuff. Like when they had like last year's like a couple of years ago, like LeGarrette Blount and Deion Lewis, like they constructed this roster of running backs that can do all these different types of things. And you got to have that guy that can, you know, that can get the tough yards when you need to be scoring points and then he can put the game away late so that you don't give the you know you don't give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers give him a chance to throw you back into the game and so you know guy right. like you look at the bell cow battles doesn't get it yeah you're right the bell you're, you're you know look at Zeke Elliott yeah you have yep. Zeke Elliott it's predictable you run the ball on first down all the time teams know what your offense is it's one dimensional Saquon Barkley bell cow back he looks like it's, Barry it's Sanders, a different yeah. but it's a different guy for Seattle every week Gabe 
it's every you're like Carson yeah. Davis. Uh, you know, you got Penny now. He had a good game last week. And to, to your earlier point, guys, Russell Wilson has not thrown when he's not thrown for 300 yards this year, which is insane because every quarterback throws for 300 yards, and he has uh, four games where he's thrown under 200 yards. It's crazy. Get this, his prop yeah. tonight, Russell yeah. Wilson. I'm a big this or I become a numbers guy when it comes to props. Um, well, Capper, so Russell Wilson tonight, his prop is 236 and a half yards. Feels Too a little high. low. That's you know, cosmetically. Wow. No, when you look at it, it's like, wow, 236 and a half. Yeah, he's going to have to. Roger's going to put some points on the board a bit. They're going to, he's going to have to make some plays. He's only gone over 236 and a half yards twice this year. I know. Mm, interesting. <laughs> Week one versus Denver, too, Gabe. <laughs> and get this, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, same thing. I mean, you know, you figure, oh, Aaron Rodgers, automatic that he's going to throw for over, what is it, 286. And it's not a guarantee either. Um, that there's been a touchdowns yeah. there. It's a weird, weird game. The prop that catches my eye the most tonight, guys, is Russell Wilson rushing yards, 26 mm. and a half. And earlier in the year, his rushing numbers were way down. It's the first couple of games of the year. I know for a fact. I remember. I saw Pete Carroll saying it. Pete Carroll said, we told them to run around a little bit less. You know, they didn't want to get him killed. It was early in the year. And they were like, Russ, you know what I mean? Stay in a pocket if you can. And don't try to be hero in every play. And, you know, you're going to get killed doing this. It's going to, you know, we, we need you. So stay in the pocket a bit. He listened. He did it. Now... They're in desperation mode suddenly. You know, we might be in mm-hmm. November here. They need these games. If Russell Wilson sees some open green in front of him, he's taking it now, right? And we saw that last week. He would take it off. They even had some design zone adoption plays for him. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, mm-hmm. I think Russell probably said, hey, hey, let me be Russell here because we're the season's fading. So I'm looking at 26 yeah. and a half yards tonight in a desperate game, guys. I gotta believe Russell scrambles in desperation and picks up, man. Maybe twenty six with one run at some point in time. That's a prop I'm playing over tonight, gentlemen. That's not crazy. I, I think that's totally reasonable. And I guess I, you know, I think we know a lot about Seattle's offense, and it's because it's because Brian Schottenheimer is not like a super creative guy. Like he thinks you need to run in order to set up play action. You don't. You you know Russell Wilson is a phenomenal. <laughs> no, you passed to set up the run today. today's game. Yes, it's the opposite. <laughs> and but and and in just if you have a quarterback who's good at play action, who's good at freezing safeties, who's good at faking, then you don't actually need to be able. You know, don't need to be a threat to run. You just have to have a quarterback that is, does it well. And really, That's nobody what the Rams has do well. Does it more be, more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But the Rams will come out and throw. It like, It'll well, be like cup, cup, yeah, Woods, right. cup, Woods, Wood. You know, yeah, Cooks, boom, yeah. boom, boom. And you're like, oh, my God, they're killing us with this passing attack. And then they soften you up. And it's like, hey, they give yeah. you a little dose of gurney up the middle now, guys. Have fun yeah, with this. Thanks. You know what I mean? It's gone. Yes. It's, a, it's, such a, it's such a fun approach to watch. And the Seattle just doesn't do things that way. They, they you know, if, if, if they went more heavily into play action and just let Russell Wilson, you know, kind of fake out the safeties, chuck it down the field, you know, get yards and chunks through the air, then they'd be a lot more effective as the offense. We're not seeing any sign that they're doing that. And on a short week, would I expect them to change anything at all from their game plan from last week? No. And that means that there's going to be a lot of opportunities where it's third and long. Russell Wilson's going to be under pressure from because the Green Bay you know, defense likes to be aggressive. They like to come after you. And I totally agree with your look on the over-rushing yards prop because he's going to get flushed out of the pocket a lot. He's going to have to get pick up first downs on his legs in third and long situations quite a few times, I think, tonight. And so that's, that's a nice look. 
And guys, take a look at this. Marenzi, great great point with your prop. Think about this. So Russell Wilson before this, his best rushing game was 21. He actually had a game minus 1, 5, 17, 0, 20. But the last two weeks, 14 attempts, 133 yards. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. It's it's totally changed. He's averaging 10.2 a carry the last game. Yeah, there's no time for patience now. You need first downs. They need points. They need wins. And, and Wilson gets it. All right, so we're in conversation with Whale Capper. You can check out his kick podcast over at the SoundCloud.com uh, under uh, Whale Capper. Um, you know, of course, me and Whale Capper have uh, some action on Carolina Panthers. Carolina at six right oh, now. Boy. They're going into Detroit this week. I think I think they're going to get to 10 when it's all said and done, Capper. I think they'll finish 10 and six. Um, the, the Cowboys and the Falcons. Yeah, Falcons and uh, Cowboys. Is one of the intriguing games this week. I actually like the Atlanta Falcons a lot, but a lot of people I've spoken to have made a pretty compelling argument as to why they think Dallas can get it done. And you know, because we only have we only have like four minutes here, we can't keep you all day, Whale Capper. We appreciate your time, but how about that Viking Bear game? And oh, you boy, know, I've, I've lost good. money getting in front of the Bears a bit this year. You know, I was on the Lions last week, bad call. Yeah, this is a step up in class for them, but I have concerns about Kirk Cousins performing against this defense. So, what, what do you make of this game? Well, they're coming off of uh, a bye, which is huge, and they should have a fully intact and healthy offensive line. And in games where Kirk Cousins has struggled this year, it's been because he's been dealing with uh, replacement centers, replacement guards, and just kind of collapsing in the middle of the pocket. And you know, he's not a you know he's not a phenomenally mobile guy, so it's tough for him to really kind of extend plays and, and make things happen once things collapse from the middle of the pocket. Um, so I would expect, uh, and, you know, and, and the Bears are kind of more of an edge rush heavy team. They should be able to, you know, do a decent job of constructing an offensive attack that can put points up against this uh, this Bears defense. The Vikings can chuck ball deep. Uh, we've seen that's where the Bears are most vulnerable. Uh, we've seen the Bears give up some, you know, some pretty brutal, you know, some pretty brutal plays against the Dolphins, against the Packers. Uh, against uh, you know against a couple opponents in the you know in the kind of the deep middle passing range, uh, and I would expect them to attack there. I'm real hopeful that Thielen is healthy. Uh, I already play Vikings, so that's why I'm hopeful that Thielen's healthy. Uh, I think Stefan Diggs healthy out there is going to be a huge impact player. The coverage corners for the Bears are not great, uh, and you should you know if you can afford uh, Kirk Cousins three seconds to get his guys down the field, I think they're going to pick them apart uh, in the passing game. Uh, and uh, and then you just need the Vikings defense to show up. Uh, and with the Neil Hunter playing the way he is, and Everson yeah. Griffin back, uh, I think they're going to yeah. make a tough tough uh, tough game for uh, for old Mitch Trubisky. Um, and I'm with you. I've been watching carefully waiting for the right opportunity to fade the bears because i don't think that they are a playoff ready team i'm impressed with how you know the 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 growth that they've shown this year relative to last year matt nagy's doing a fine job but this does not look like a playoff contender to me and the vikings i believe are a more talented team top to bottom and they'll get it done even in chicago in prime time cam you got a game you want to get in before we go yeah, it's, it's going to be – it's tough, Whale Capper, but what do you think about this one? This is an intriguing game. Tennessee, Indianapolis. Gabe and I were kind of thinking, you know, and Tennessee's been good to us. We had them last week against New England. Wish I had the, the, nice stone, the stones to have the money lines. I'm kind of leaning Colts, too. I think Indianapolis at home has really found their mark. Their offense is clicking and could be a letdown spot for Tennessee after embarrassing Belichick. What's your take? Yeah, no, I agree with you on those points. And Andrew Luck, uh, I don't know if you knew this already, but he has yet to ever be defeated by Tennessee. 
Uh, he's well, for whatever reason he's got their number. He's like nine and zero lifetime yeah. against Tennessee Titans, and um, you know and some of those Tennessee Titans teams are pretty talented, so it's it's not not trivial. Um, and I would expect uh, you continue to see their offense get better and better. I love that coach Frank Wright, the former uh, O coordinator for the Eagles. He's doing an awesome job with Indianapolis. I think he's setting them he up really for is. great success in the future. Their offensive line's playing phenomenally well. Andrew Luck is throwing the ball cleanly. Uh, I think they're going to be able playing, to Capper. and put, put points up. <laughs> All right, we've yeah, got so. 10 Thanks, seconds. Capper. Check out his podcast. And listen, go to Whale Capper's Twitter, whale underscore capper. He's got predictions for every NFL game. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Yeah, you see, like, yeah, he's you giving himself saying, to Barry like, Horowitz, Brent. He's a uh, great you, promo, you, guy. Yeah, yeah but that was the morning show promo. Yeah, so very you hear smooth. That promo, yeah, and you're like, yeah. I want to listen to this show. These guys are lit. Yeah. You know what I mean? These yeah. guys are yeah, lit. That's a lot of energy. A lot of energy. You listen to our promos, and you and I are talking about getting lost in a subway station or something. <laughs> Thanks to Whale Capper. Yeah. Yeah, Whale Capper. So this is, this is Whale Capper's scores here. This is what he's got this week. And uh, very smart guy. Pretty cool of him, too. He's not uh, – I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't know what his deal is. Like, uh, he gives he gives his picks away, right? Like, yeah. he's, that's a, he's, he's, he's a very not, smart he's guy. Charge, but he's not charging for him. Yeah. There's no angle. If you go to his Twitter, he's got a final yeah. score for every game. That's what I, that's <laughs> what I like. You know what I mean? There's guys who are selling picks who should not be selling picks. Like, I, get the, I, think, I get the results. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, come on. He does have break. packages, right? But he's like, no, no, yeah. this is my prediction. But he's fair. Then, yep. Yeah, but net his packages. All right, you find out what, what's he really betting on. You know what I mean? What's his, uh, you know, the guy, the guy uh, he measures earthquakes. He's obviously a smart guy. I mean, um, so here's, here's his uh, final score predictions. He's got Seattle winning tonight 24-21. Perfect. Please let it happen uh, Carol- that way. Carolina 26-23. Ooh, tight. Atlanta Falcons win 27-21. That's a cover. He's got uh, the Baltimore Ravens beating the Bengals 26-23. Hmm. And one thing with these projections, there's going to be, like, wider margins of victory, but all these yes, numbers. Yes, yeah, yeah. Camp, exactly. They all do it like their the numbers. I, I know. Yeah, exactly. like they're, I noticed that with Will Capper, too. I'm like, there's got to be a game where a team wins by 17 or 24. They're all tight. No, I know. Exactly. I know. That's the computer results. But yeah, well, if you want uh, those picks, I don't know if, if Clam Chowder's out there, but, you know, we used to do Clam yeah. Chowder's picks of the week on Friday, and every game camp was a blowout. 4117 3717 like the opposite of the computer team. <laughs> yeah, All no, I, was like, I was yeah, I was like, damn, like, there's not going to be one close game. Like, yeah, yeah I love I love clam chowder. That's good. Yeah, we should do that. But we the Daily Roto the Daily Roto projection is the same thing. It's always very very close to what the point spread is. So, uh, uh this is where the human element comes into play. He's got Minnesota winning a game 24-23. Um 
New Orleans, 33-24. Indianapolis, 28-24. Washington beats uh, Houston, 23-22. He's got the Giants beating the Bucks, 27-21. I think the Bucks are going to win. Uh, I'm, 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 op- I'm on the Bucks. I'm on the Bucks. Yeah, yeah it's, it's almost. We were both on the Giants. The Giants will screw this up at home. They of will. course they will. You, I, and I wouldn't. Will. I wouldn't. Adv- I wouldn't advocate teasers all the time. But this is a perfect game to tease. The Giants won't. You take the Bucks to from two to nine or one and a half to eight and a half. That's that's what you do with that game because I expect. People I, I are like to the say, Bucks oh, the dog. Giants won on Monday. No, no the Giants they, are going they, nowhere. Yeah. Eli, Eli, and Odell Beckham talked. No. Odell's talking about how they're going to run the table and the season now. <laughs> they're it's running all, nothing. It's they're going to they're going to lose that game outright. Don't and worry about it. You're gonna have you're gonna have Tampa, warm weather team coming into the cold. They're gonna say, "Oh, look, Tampa couldn't even score a touchdown last week against Washington." And I, I can almost, I'm gonna bet it. I'm gonna fade. I, it I've, I I've, I've already bet it. I got it. At, I got yeah. it. At, I got it at two and a half. Right, and the lines down. Eli to will suck at home. Yeah, the Giants yes, suck at home. He'll suck. Yes, they do. And watch, yep. Fitzpatrick threw for like they threw for like 480 yards last week, and they scored three points. Fitzpatrick will have one of his weird good days in New York here, and that's the thing with Tampa. <laughs> like, you, know, you need to know they're they're going to show up like once every six weeks. I don't often say I like Tampa like ever, but I'm telling you, Tampa not, will be. He's not afraid of the cold, Gabe. He's not afraid of the cold. Play Buffalo, be, exactly. Jacks. Yeah, he's playing fine. Uh, went to school, Harvard. Uh, every everything, nice and cool. Like he'll he he won't have any problems in those conditions. I'll tell you, man. I, I'm with, I'm with yeah, you. I'm talking really about like Tampa Bay this week. Turns out it's Ricky Sanders, Yang. It's not Dinkmeyer. It's Ricky Sanders. What? Who? Yeah, yeah. Well, what's he saying? Uh, what's Yang saying? What's Gramps? What's well, yeah, uh, what's the word? Gramps. I don't know. Gramps must have misheard. I mean, you know, he is a grandpa. He's, so Ricky Sanders went louder. to. Where did he go to? Rick, Ricky Sanders is in. Dinkmeyer's out. It's Ricky Sanders today. Ricky oh, Sanders okay. Is yeah, I see. Yeah. Gotcha. Jamie Heath. Thank you. Got you. Yeah. Thanks, fellas. Uh, no, no, Jamie Heath today. Um, gotcha. Just uh, Ricky, Ricky Sanders at six, six. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Ricky's a good. Yeah, no, it's all good, Yang. Uh, Ricky's a good guy too. <laughs> Don't worry, Yang. It's all good, Yang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not blaming you, Yang. I'm just I know we're not, we're doing the business on air. Oh, Yang's a great guy. He's a great guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm just stating it. Yang sounded pretty convinced when I said, "Who do we have on today, Yang, Ricky, yeah. or Drew?" He's like, "That's Drew Dinkmeyer." Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, all right, he sounds he sounds like he knows, but <laughs> um, so yeah, he's got uh, he's got the Chargers winning twenty eight twenty three. He's got uh, the Arizona Cardinals beating the Raiders twenty three sixteen. The Raiders That's suck. A cover. Arizona should. Be I actually you know what yeah. Arizona favored by five. You'd say like what in whose world are you betting it? But honestly, if it stays under a touchdown. Arizona might kill the Raiders. This is a great week for them to take out some frustrations on that team. And I think the Raiders actually, some people will bet them because who the hell wants to lay five with Arizona? But I think I will. Uh, the Raiders, you know, I thought that game against the Chargers, they had many opportunities, Gabe, against your heated rival. Like, it was just pathetic. You know, they stopped the Chargers the first few drives, fourth and in inches. They can't even get a score from the half-yard line. Like, they're a train wreck. They're a burning dumpster fire, and it's not getting better anytime soon. So, and I got to hand it to the Cardinals. Like, Hey, you beat the 49ers this year. You're, you're at least competitive. You covered against Kansas City in a tough place to play. I think the Cardinals probably win that game by, like, you know, 14, 16 points. I, I, I'm on cheap, cheap, cheap the Cardinals. I'd like to take the um, I'd like to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Pittsburgh's going to beat Jacksonville. Ooh, yeah. But it's five and a half. I'm not like yeah, five and a half. Yeah. Jacksonville has a good uh, – they match up well against Pittsburgh. I don't know about that game. Pittsburgh's hot. Yeah, right. it's, it's, it's a revenge, revenge spot. Yeah. 
It is revenge. It's a revenge spot, but yeah, I don't Jay, five Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey saying how Ben Roethlisberger's trash, and you know, what I mean, it's you know they're they're going to uh, they're going to get him. Like this is payback year for Jacksonville this year. They ran their mouth so much last year for a team that never really did anything, and now they're they're crap again. And Jalen Ramsey's getting all like pouty and defensive about it. Stop asking me questions, man. I don't know what's wrong with us. Oh, so you then, then you don't open your mouth and make predictions. Then. Yeah. And then you 40 year, you're doing interviews with GQ where you had, you had an opinion yeah. on every quarterback in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah every guy's on trash. every team in the league. Yeah, yeah everyone exactly. sucks. Everyone's this. Yeah. You're the best. Yeah. And Jacksonville hey, that. Like, I don't tell you how to live your life or to do what you do, but it comes down to it. Like in our lives, too, you make you make comments or you put stuff out there. You got to man up for it. And this guy doesn't seem like he wants to man up. Well, if you don't want to man up, then don't say anything, buddy. Shut up and play football and don't have an opinion on every damn quarterback in the league, man. It gives them a material. No, and the thing some, is, guy, some guy said that to you. You'd be pissed. I'd be like, who is this guy? If, like, give me a break. Jay, and the thing is, if they get good, let's say, next year again, he better not run his mouth again. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Like, if he's just a young guy and, hey, I don't have a problem. He's trying to become famous and whatever. I get it. But don't, like, shut up now and tell the media to F off. Like, he basically tells the media after, why are you coming to me, man? Like, why do you keep coming to me? Why are you asking me all these questions about what's wrong with us? Why don't you speak to someone else? It's like, bro, you're, you're the guy. You're the one that loves to talk. You just don't, you don't have, you know, you don't want to answer right now. So... And you see this with a lot of guys. It bothers me about the modern athlete. I, I like Jalen Ramsey. I think he's a great player. But it bothers me uh, that he's like this. And, and you know, uh, to his defense, what's he going to say? I mean, the media really is. And he's actually a smart kid. He knows. He goes, you guys are just trying to bait me into ripping my own team, man. He goes, I know what you're getting at. Like, he, they, that's what they're getting at. They want him to say, F this, Bortles sucks, we suck. And then they can run with the headline, Jalen Ramsey throws teammates under bus. Right? It's a narrative. They did it to LeBron earlier in the year. They were trying to bait LeBron into ripping people. LeBron didn't bite. But I don't like athletes like that. Like, that's why I don't like Conor McGregor. That's the main reason my beef with Conor McGregor. If you're going to talk. Talk smack. Talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Then yeah. talk after the fight. All too. the time. Exactly. Then that's, that's just who you are. You lose. You get up after. And you go, at this guy, man. We fight again. I beat him again. You know what I mean? Like, I can respect a guy like that. That's, you know what I mean? That's who he is. I don't respect a guy that talks smack, calls you a terrorist, calls out your wife, calls out this, calls out your country, and then when you're getting your ass kicked, says to the guy, it's just a business, man, right? And then, like, you know, like, Connor never said anything after, basically. Like, he never he never faces the music. He'll disappear for eight months, yeah, he'll I come agree. back, and he'll run his mouth again. He, he'll but talk he when things are good. But yeah, the like Ronda Rousey. characters when things are bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no I, I'm with you. Ronda and I'll Rousey tell you, used to I, run her mouth. She lost. I just disappeared for I a year. I, 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 I got to be honest with you. I dislike Ronda Rousey. I think she's a brat. She's a sore loser. When she loses, she whines and complains and whatever. And you know what? It really bothers me because I watch you when you're watching any of the other girls who lose. You know, handshakes at the end, a hug. Hey, you beat me up. That's what real people oh, do. She that's doesn't shake her opponent's hand with these people. after fights. Yeah, yeah. No, she's she's honestly like she's spoiled. Like she doesn't. She doesn't like speak to the media. Kid. But if she, she wins, she's all smiles yes, like a exactly. shampoo commercial. You know I, I mean? hate that, and that's what that's what bothers me. I get that the WWE had to like you know put her in, and she has an opportunity. I'm just it, it kind of bothers me because she's never had to like stand up. 
for anything, Marenzi. Like when she got her ass kicked, it was like she acted like horrible towards the person. All it was was excuses. But hey, when things are great, oh, life's so good. Or then you know, oh, I have depression issues or something like that. So yeah, well, a lot of people do. A lot of people are dealing with stuff. You know what I mean? But you only talk when things are good. I'm I, I'm not a Ronda Rousey fan at all. And I, we'll I, get into Ronda in a second. Bo- here, it really bothers me. And you Keith, know, to your point about Jacksonville. I, I, I realized at the start of the year, I pulled to you. I should have listened to myself. One of my biggest plays was Jacksonville wins under. I was just going for my futures. I'm like, hey, hey there we go. Oh, nice. Yeah. A few yeah. hundred bucks on her. Remember that? I was down on the Jaguars. But, you know, Me I too. I, I knew they were overrated. Yeah. yeah, they're very overrated. Very overrated. Well, you look last year, the Jacksonville Jaguars won the division. Andrew Luck didn't play. Deshaun Watson didn't play. Yep. Exactly. Hell of a lot easier. Like, no one thought about <laughs> that. I did. I brought it up like a million yeah. times. It's a lot easier to win a division when Andrew Luck and Deshaun Watson aren't there. They're both there right now, and suddenly you're not winning every week in a division. It's pretty simple. It's not like rocket science. And Tennessee don't suck. Last year it was a two-team division. Now it's a four-team division. Any team can beat any team in that division right now on on, on any given Sunday. Um, Jacksonville are probably the worst team in the division suddenly. But, yeah, as far as Ronda Rousey is concerned, you know, and I just want to say, you know, another player like that is Joel Embiid, where I want to like Joel Embiid. Like, usually I like guys like him. Yeah. And, you know, he's fun, he's he's a cool dude, he tweets, he, you know, he's honest about in interviews, like he, he's a cool sort of young modern player who I want to like, but the reason I can't is because it's like he doesn't know there's a scoreboard. Like last year in the playoffs, like he'd get a big block and he'd start like taunting guys yeah. on the Raptors. He'd start taunting yeah. people. You lose. It's though. like, bro, <laughs> you're losing four games to one. You realize this, right? Like, yeah. you know, like the same thing. Like he mouse off. Like a great example is whatever. He gets the better of Andre Drummond when he plays Andre Drummond. And they have a little feud going now. And he's talking about, like, he always tweets, I own this guy. I rent space in his head. He's a bum. He sucks. Like, Joel Embiid runs his mouth because, whatever, he has a big night. Yet, when they played the Raptors uh, last week, two, ten days ago, Kawhi Leonard owned Joel Embiid. There's a still shot of Joel Embiid where, like, he actually is backing off of Kawhi. Like, he looks like a kid next to Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And, you know, Joel, you ain't talking smack now, are you? Like, he, he, he just he runs his mouth so much, but there's not the success to back it up. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, Joel, Joel, like, yes, you had a big game. That was a nice block. It doesn't give you the right to, to walk around, man, like you're Michael Jordan. Like, you need to win. You can't just, like, these kids today, they, these kids today, they think, like, in the UFC, they have one knockout. Wow, I'm the greatest fighter ever. You know, a basketball player. Yeah, good for you. You got 22 rebounds. No one else is even trying to get a rebound besides one guy on the other team, by the way. And... You know, it's just it's it's that it's that attitude. But as far as Ronda Rousey is concerned, and I know you know a little bit about the WWE because you did that show after. Yeah. Um, so you know the the chick Becky Lynch, the Irish chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The redhead chick, and um, I don't know if she's really a redhead or dyed red, whatever auburn, whatever yeah. her hair is there, purple and stuff. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, it's orange. She's been <laughs> like she's really been in a company. Orange, yeah, yeah orange, exactly. She, She's been in a company for quite a while now, and she's always sort of flown under the radar. She's very tough. I, I don't. I think she fought in Vancouver in that scene because I know Moro and Allo. I remember Moro talking about her, and I remember Moro saying, I, even bringing it up, 
saying that this girl is going to be big in the WWE and stuff. Like she's good. Oh, she's, she's really getting good. bigger she's and bigger all the time, Renzi. She's all the time. physically good. Like she's whatever. Yeah, but she's never like they never push her like this diva or push her over yeah. the top. Well, they no, yeah, said, they pick Paige. They push Paige yeah. and Charlotte Flair and everybody else, right? Like, yeah, they, but they right work. now looks like this Becky chick's in the middle of a takeover for real. Like oh, she's yeah. the champion. The fans love her. She what they she call her wrestle. She's tough, the man. for real, right? Her name's The Man. Yeah. They call her The Man. Yep. She's The Man. I like, don't like that. She, she, yeah, no, it's kind of because she's no man, but she's uh, she's taking a beat. Like, she's really good. Like, she's one of those ones, like, like she's taking, like, a, a like punishment. Like, she is great. And that's the thing. Like, if you're one of those girls who worked, it's not, you know what I mean? I get it. You can you can have resentment for Ronda Rousey, but, hey, Ronda Rousey's a lucky girl. Like, she did a lot of things in the UFC, and the WWE is the next stop. But for a lot of these people, they're working in independent federations and busting their ass for yeah. nothing so they, they for have a long a period of time. Now, those two. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, I hope so they, Becky Lynch wins. <laughs> they have a feud going on right now, Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. And I, I don't know what happened. I think I don't know if it was Charlotte Flair. Somebody punched uh, Becky in the face the other day. They yeah, for real. Yeah, for real. Yeah. yeah, her eyes. Yeah, like her face got yeah. smashed and whatever. She can't wrestle for a couple of weeks or whatever it is now. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if she got her orbital bone, but she got messed up pretty good. And um, so she's out. I don't know. I don't know what it is. If it's this week or yeah, whatever. Survivor Series. Yeah, it's close. Yeah. All right. So there's a big match against Ronda Rousey. And it was like for the title and blah blah blah. So there, it was big time stuff. And uh, so Ronda Rousey tweets out basically that um, you know whatever. Becky's soft. She's got a broken face. Boo hoo. You know now I'll just destroy Charlotte instead, basically. And Becky Lynch goes on Twitter and basically says, "Yeah, I got my face broken open, but at least I didn't hide under a pillow for a year." And uh, she's like, uh, you're a fraud, Rhonda. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I like that. Ha- yeah, she's like, you can't handle it. She went like UFC on her. She basically said, you lose, you get punched in the She goes, I get punched in the face for real. I get up and, uh, and don't cry. You get punched in the face for real and you hide in your room for a year. And the thing is, Rhonda Rousey, like you said, suffered from depression and stuff, right? So yep. it was pretty, pretty heated, actually. And supposedly it's like, yeah, they're not the best of friends. And. This is the thing, like, wrestling's fake, but you still have two people that yes. are competing for stardom and Very competing good point. to be the man, so to yes. speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, Becky's like, you might be Ronda Rousey, but I've been doing this my whole life. I'm not going to just let you come in and take all the money and be the headliner at WrestleMania. I'm going to fight for this, you know? And 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 then you see, like, you, you see, it's actually, I'm going to tell you, it got me sold. You know, it's oh, pretty yeah. funny. It got, you're it got you're all in now, no? <laughs> Exactly. They're doing a hell of a good job. But to her point, yeah, that's right, too. And I don't, I don't want to make light of this stuff because, you know, I have it in my family, my everybody. You know, like, you know people. But you can't just use it as a crutch because a lot of people have problems. A lot of people have issues exactly. that they're dealing with, right? Come on. That's, what I, that's all I'm saying, man. No, I get it. Like, listen, some fighters... You know, told me, listen, when I lose, I don't go out. I don't want to leave the house after because I'm embarrassed. But, you know, that that lasts for like a week. You know what I mean? Yep, exactly. All right, the game time decisions continues. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, 
or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Decisions. Ready, ready, radio. Hey, Marenzi, uh, there's a college football game going off in 18 minutes. I'm not sure. I'm just uh, seeing oh. if you're in. I'm in. Really? Six, six o'clock. Yeah. Really kick up. I don't usually yeah, lay a, a 11 on the road, but I think Toledo needs a win to get in the bowl game. I think they beat uh, Kent State by uh, 24. I'm on Toledo. Give me the Rockets. Rocket ship to the moon, baby. And well, we got we got a couple of games. We got three games tonight, actually. I see. Yeah, here. one's at the the other one. Uh, uh, it's uh, Houston Cougars and uh, Tulane. That's at eight o'clock, and then uh, not not enough hours a in a day, Cam, to break everything yeah, no. down. I, I, anyway, I'm I'm on it. I, I'm on Toledo. I already made the bet. So you tell me if you if you right. want anything, just uh, tell me. Yeah, give, give me a second here. I'm going to. Uh... <laughs> well, I think Hainzer's on the line. You want to take him? I got. I yeah. yeah I got to load. Yeah. Uh, I gotta load up, uh, Mark. I gotta load up my database here. Database. I'm afraid to turn off my database. The thing of smoke's coming out of it there. Huh? <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. It's like the deep fryer. I don't want to touch anything on the computer anymore. I get nervous. Yeah, we'll get to Hanger in a second. So, uh, yeah, Mac is sort of it's all or nothing. So last night I was way off on the Buffalo Bowl game, but great yeah. call by both me and Cam. That took Miami a lot Ohio. of balls to take Miami of Ohio at Northern Illinois. Yeah. Yes. And they won outright. You know why, too? I jumped in on that. I realized they won last week as underdogs. And, man, these guys were uh, these guys were um, were three and six. They win last week. They're going to get the four and six. They win last night. They're five and six. Yes. And I looked at their last game, and they host Ball State. Very winnable game for them. And I'm thinking, man, these kids aren't going to roll over tonight going to Northern Illinois. They know that they can beat Ball State next week at home. And they also hate Northern Illinois. It's the rival game and all that type stuff. You know, they're playing for that trophy and, you know what I mean, the, the rivalry trophy. And so I was like, man, these kids, they're not as good, but Gus Ragland's pretty good. Miami, Ohio had a lot of injuries earlier in the year. They show up. They win the game outright last night. So now we have Toledo, as you stated. Toledo haven't had a great year this year. No, nope, like, they're they five really and five, haven't. Though. I, they're they're five and I keep five. waiting for them game. to turn it up a notch, but they're they have over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they got smoked in their Get last this. game too by Northern yeah. Illinois. Kent but State, other than that, they're Kent good. State are terrible. Kent State are terrible, bro. They are like terrible. They're one of the worst. So I don't like to lay the points, but tonight's the. It's not the dog night. Like we got caught Northern. Uh, what, what do you call Miami? Let me just check Ohio. the weather. I'm there. on Toledo. I'm on Toledo. Kent, Kent State, State Ohio. Flash. Yeah, Kent State weather. All right. I think it's probably yeah, it's, it's good uh, point. Uh, it's snowing. Probably snowy. Kent State yeah. weather. And I see uh, Kent State it's University. Really a little bit of snow, and it's uh, yeah, 32 Fahrenheit. Right on. Uh, 
Yeah, right on the zero mark, buddy. That's uh, 94% yeah, it's, it's chance of snow. 94% chance, I'd say. In other words, it's snowing. <laughs> yeah, it's snowing. <laughs> it says 94% chance. And <laughs> How about it? It's yeah. currently snowing. You know I mean? so, uh, but, but you know what catches my eye on this? Wind. Five miles an hour. That's, there's no wind. That's correct. So don't worry about it. We're to, the Toledo, the high flying attack. I just think Toledo understands something. They lose this game. They're in big trouble, and they're a proud program. Still, they go to bowl games. Like this is a game you got to take care of business. It's eleven's a lot of points, but oh, they don't I'm make taking. a bowl game. They're a disgrace, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Toledo's expected to go to a bowl game. <laughs> they're, yes. Yeah, they're the yeah, Rockets. They're, they're gonna... They used to win these conferences. Like they're a good team. Although, I don't know. although the, down the university. Right. The university would probably be happy if they didn't make it to a bowl. They just probably lose money going to yeah. a bowl game anyway. It's but, like, oh god, uh, we're going to a shitty bowl again every oh, yeah, year. Got to buy, got to buy <laughs> tickets know, like, and stuff. I but, know. Oh, god, can't these guys just lose? <laughs> I'll, I, uh, I think they'll get it done. You know, it's funny here. I'm seeing. I'm looking at a matchup. It just popped up. Some guy's free pick over at covers, and he's like. Uh, yeah. Toledo took a significant hit last week. I don't think they'll have a ton of interest uh, coming into tonight, knowing that uh, it's just because they're playing for a bowl game. Of course they're going to have interest tonight. They'd be pissed off. <laughs> All right, so but the thing is with Kent State, let's just see how have Kent State fared at home. Like, uh, so the last, you know, how, how has the rivalry gone too? So Toledo beat them last year 38-7. They beat them 30-20 to last time they were in Kent State. They won by 10. Uh, the time before, you know, they beat them 34-21, so they've had some success. Uh, if you look at Toledo, you look at Toledo camp, they went on the road to uh, to Western Michigan, and they blasted them 51-24. Then they yep. beat Ball State 45-13. Then they lost last week to Northern Illinois. I'm with you. I think they get back on the track, and it's probably one of these sort of, you know, 35-10 type games. Could be ugly because it's in the snow, but Toledo should do enough to win by two touchdowns. Kent State lost by 34 to Buffalo, who uh, just got smoked by, uh, you know, Miami of Ohio. I don't know. And people think, hey, Kent State is a dog. They actually have done pretty decently. Like, versus Ohio, they lost by one at home. You know, Akron, they lost by one at home. But you know what? Sorry, like this is this is the, the pedigree of Toledo in comparison to Kent State and understanding. I disagree with this guy on covers. I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be a, they're going to have an edge and attitude and go, man, we're going to blow these guys out. They're going to take care of business. But yeah, they're like not that good. Toledo by 21. Hmm? They're just they're not that good. No, That's they're not the, the old Toledo, Toledo Rockets. I get it. No, I get they're it. Not. They're it's not. It's a big number. They cover that big number. I'm I'm I'm, I'm just feeling it. That's that's the game. And I also right, like Tulane right. tonight. I like Tulane. All right, put uh, Do a 75 bucks or something, yeah, whatever you want to do. That's fine. It's all good. Yeah, I'm just saying. Now we got, yeah, we got something to, you know, uh, we go through the seven o'clock hour. We'll track it. Yeah, it's no, nice. Well, yeah. Yeah. we'll have, we'll have some fun. Hour, we're just gonna yeah. panic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, it keeps everything interesting, right? All right, so um, Hanser, wasn't it? We, we got, were gonna talk to Hanser. Oh yeah, we'll get to Hanser. Hanser, what's up, Hanser? Hey, fellas. What's up, Panzer? Hey, what's going on? First of all, uh, Will Copper. That guy was excellent. Um, looking forward to hearing him uh, on his weekly segment. That guy, he's, he's a smart cat, man. Where, where Tune you in every uh, week, Panzer. Thursday. 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 He's, he's, he's yeah, well, I'm going to make sure. Here. I'm going to make sure. Now. I just followed him on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting acquainted with the guy's knowledge. It's good stuff. Yeah, well, he's on every he's Thursday, buddy. Yeah, very okay, smart so, uh, so this is why I phoned in. Um, 
the uh, the NFL concussion lawsuit, right? It, it, uh, it hit like five hundred million in two years, and this was like um, this past summer, right? Gary Bettman, fucking Count Chocola, this guy negotiated a settlement for eighteen point nine million for all of these players. Like, who is which lawyer was on the other side, Gabe? Toledo Bars, Diamond and Diamond, which firm? Okay, I want to know. Problems. Salino would have gotten a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Salino yeah, would have 19. told the NHL, no, no, you, yeah. you guys are paying million. I don't pick up the phone for $19 million. Yeah, put a couple zero. Yeah, exactly. You know what? You know what? Dude, 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 Each the difference between $500 million and eighteen point nine. Like, they're counting points there. It's eighteen point nine. Five hundred. Jeez. They get, uh, they get $22,000 uh, $22, each only. That's, That's how ridiculous it is. They went, they went through all of that. When it's all cut up, get, each. Yeah. Wow. What was the point? Yeah, great point. You know what's crazy? Excellent point. The money split up. The money split up. If I was up, an so NHL was family, million. I would be so pissed off right now. I would be like, you have sold us down the river. You're a shyster. Like, Rhino Huts would do a better job. So as I was saying, they, they had $18 million. <laughs> Hanger asked the question. He doesn't listen to the answer. Uh, they got eighteen million dollars. Six million of it went to the players only. So they got six million to the players. Six million to the lawyers. You're kidding? No, six six million to the lawyers. And then the other six million went to a developmental like research thing. And what's really crazy? The NHL, the NHL got away with this. The NHL agreed to fund a study into this stuff. And you Great. know what their whopping contribution to this was over the next 10 years? $2.5 billion. So Eric Lindros, on his own, has always donated as much as this whole lawsuit brought towards research? Yes. This is, yeah. this is insane. Yes. What a trap. Yeah, but the thing is, the players didn't really stand together, really. It was sort of a bunch of guys. The NHL does a good job of intimidating people. Right? They basically say, listen, you sue us. You're never going to get a job in the NHL. You'll never get a job as a broadcaster. You'll nev- we won't let you get a job with a local team, with your team even. You're suing the league. It's basically your, you know, and you see it's never big-name players. It's always guys, and, and the public doesn't take their side. Well, that was the one guy. thing with the NHL suitcase that they didn't have many big-name players participating in it, I guess. I don't know if it was the code of hockey or whatever. But they didn't have many big names in that lawsuit. You know, Hanger, I know I appreciate you listening to the morning show uh, daily. I appreciate that. And you heard our, our call from Texas the other day, Brad from Texas. And I said that that's the drunkest call that uh, we've ever taken uh, on, on, on yeah. the network. And you said it sounds like a challenge. Are you going to call in hammered one of these mornings? Well, not in the morning, no, because my style is more afternoon and night, right? But maybe think, we could do an afternoon <laughs> call sometime, possibly. I'll get it after. It has to be organic, brother. You sound yeah, like no, you're, you're right. The, you, you sound like you're yeah. into the booze already, Hanser. You sound like a little slow. I've, 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 I've had a few. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a couple two borgs. Yeah, I could tell. I could tell, Hanser. I know. I know the sounds. I can. I, can I was pouring coffee today. Early day. Get off early. <laughs> I've already fucking. I handled the yard work, man. I'm sitting pretty. I love that bobs too. <laughs> Poor yeah, what's the language, Hanson? Well, what's the language, Hanson? What's your pick for tonight, Hanson, for your football game? Uh, for the football game, possibly the over, but I would really like the football game. 
I'll stick to hockey, and uh, I really like the Detroit Red Wings. Take the uh, the goal line minus one and a half alternate line. Oh, Red Red Wings, bold Hanes are bold. Hanes yeah, are strong. Yeah. Good call, Hanes I like take back. Okay, guys, I'll keep on listening. Anything else? No. Okay. No, There's just Hanes the Red Wings. Yep. Hey, Andrew, oh, okay. we were on the minus one and a half for the Leafs the other night. That okay. turned out well. I got to get to yep. this. Oh, we what? brought it up briefly yesterday, but what did Portuguese Joe have to say about Avenatti and the domestic oh, abuse? He, he went nuts. He went nuts. <laughs> I don't know what happened, Gabe. Like, Portuguese Joe's deaf now, too. Like, I was doing the show, and you were like, I can hear you through my headphone and stuff. And then I, I just told him, like, it's crazy. Like, I don't know what's going on with this guy. Because he, he he lost his hearing on a flight, and he hasn't been able to get it back. And I hear him at night smashing the doors. Like, I can hear everything. Like, even though we have the headset. Like, I'm losing my hearing. I think he's, like, deaf. But he, I ended up telling him, and you, I told him that you said all this stuff. Yeah. Like, he was literally, like, boom. He was right on Fox News the other night, man. He's, he was right into it. Yeah, he came home. I thought he was buying me champagne, but he was buying cider. And he invited me out for a steak with his buddy Bob. But uh, I had to take care of some family business last night. So, yeah, Portuguese Joe is fired up. He hates that guy. Like he wants to, like he he doesn't he loves people, uh, but he's got a real problem with that. Like he hates that guy more than anybody. He hates all of CNN, okay. basically. <laughs> our boy Riggs, our boy Riggs is tuning in right now, and Riggs, uh, Riggs is actually at the sports book. He's hardcore, man. Oh, and nice. Storm yeah, going to stop Riggs. He he got there. Is this, is this Millhouse? No, no, Millhouse is uh, that's Roe. That's someone else. Um, <laughs> you, got a, you got a nice posse over there, Moretz. You got, you got some cast of characters. I <laughs> lay a yeah, house and Riggs. Always... Great posse. <laughs> Riggs. Uh, <laughs> Great yeah, so our boy Riggs over the sports book right now. And uh turns out Rig, Riggs has $167 of mine at the book. All nice. right, he's listening right now. All right, Cam, what do you think of this seven-point teaser? We got five minutes to get this in. Um, Toledo and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, okay, I already put it yes. the other one, so yes. I'll put it in this one, too. Okay, hold on, hold on. I, I, I can only move so fast here. I'm clicking. So a teaser, Toledo, right, yeah. I clicked. you got to understand, i got to go from college back to NFL here. And Packers, yes, I will pick on the standard teaser. You want a seven-point teaser? Uh, seven. Yep, okay, so you get Toledo, four and a half, Packers, ten. You in? Yeah, just, put, uh, okay. just go 75 on that. Done. And I'm I'm gonna and I'm going 167 on this other one. We're we're in now. We're in. in Toledo. We are locked and loaded. Yeah, I kind of I hate to say it as a Seahawks fan, but I don't think they beat the Packers by more than ten points. Now, if they win, I think it's by like six or seven tops. It's a tough game, man. It's really tough. It's this is the, this this is a game, Gabe. This is the middle game. Seattle to plus four, Green Bay to plus ten. I think the winner, like it's like a field goal game, last possession type game. Even the total at forty nine, I think it goes over forty two and under uh, fifty six. This is our classic uh, middle, the middle job, Thursday night middle, with the primetime game. You know what happens a lot. As, uh, you know, as you know, we were doing teasers a lot, and they've been they've been hitting. All right, so our boy Riggs, uh, good guy, he's in line right now over at the book. This is unbelievable. Oh, he's hard. He's hardcore. I got guys in line. You know what I mean? We're all no, over this the place great. here. This is great. Yeah, no, this is great. And also today, I've noticed something, Marantzi. You, you're at your place, and there's two snowstorms, and I'm not hearing my echo on your end, which is great. Like, I have no idea how yeah, this Yeah, the echo's like... been a little better. Yeah, I know. Well, I I'll, be, I'll be honest. In, in hour one, there really was no echo, but there is there is a little bit now. Um, okay. 
It just, all right, so no, it's all right, though. Whatever. whatever. Yeah, okay. It is what it is. Um, yeah, man, I didn't even really like Toledo before this, so they better they better freaking win by five, bro. <laughs> if Toledo doesn't win, you're going to blame me for everything tonight. They better win. Yeah, I didn't even know they were playing. <laughs> I know. I, I, hey, we have to inform the listeners, if you like the game at 6 o'clock, it's on at 6 right, o'clock. I got to send this out to, uh, to our guys. I'm going to do urgent. Best bets urgent. Toledo. Toledo Packers seven point teaser. There's you also know what I like about this. We're gonna get this game going now, Cam. We get this game going now, and um, what I like about it is we get it. We get it out of the way, and then we have yeah. the Packers plus ten. Exactly. You know I mean? like hopefully thing, right? by seven o'clock, and this radio show's over. Toledo's winning twenty-one nothing, and I know you great. know what. All right. I've got the Green Bay Packers plus ten now coming into this game tonight. That's why there's I also do co- this, right. College basketball started real early today. Like Northeastern was a four point. Ah, they play all day to Alabama. Guys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, they just beat they beat Alabama by sixteen as a as a four point dog. Like crazy! Wow, wow. man. You want to well, talk about you know basketball what? upsets in the last twenty four hours? NBA and college craziness. Oh, like, there was crazy. Nuts. Utah so losing by fifty. Like what the hell's going on? It was what bizarre is- world last night. What are we going to do with this Houston game? Houston and Tulane. I, I already bet Houston. Tulane to play. On? You, you uh, like oh, I'm Houston? on. T- no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking about the Rockets. I'm, I, I've already bet no. the Green Wave. Houston and Tulane. Yeah, I figured yeah, you're well, on I, Tulane. I'll tell you what I've points. done. I got Toledo and Tulane in a, in a teaser. I've got Toledo straight up, and I've got Tulane straight up. I'm I'm all over TT tonight. Toledo, Tulane. TT. The, man, this game's going over the number. What Toledo and Houston? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Tulane yeah. and Houston. Yeah, I like Tulane yeah. in this spot. I, I think it's. A, I, I, I think uh, Houston. I like Tulane be, uh, plus the points and a half and point favorites. I, I will. I liked it a hell of a lot better at ten and a half. It's eight and a half now. Yes. Um, and then we got North Texas and FAU tonight. FAU yeah. has been a big disappointment this year. I think uh, sure have. the mean green, green might be the play. All right, uh, great show today, and we still have another hour. We're going to enter some DFS. Then we're going to give you all our best bets and props for tonight for the football game, some college basketball picks, and more.